Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. To get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. Do you really think we can? Yes, it's time again, Tuesday night for Blog Talk Radio at the Catch when I get to share some of my favorite people with uh, our, our listening audience. And uh, boy, tonight is no exception. Uh, this guy is just a wonderful man and a, a brilliant scientist and, uh, uh, and a lover of God. And uh, we're going to just not have enough time at all uh, tonight to talk, uh, to talk about what he has to talk about. But uh uh, let me just try and introduce him just a little bit here. Uh, we're talking about someone who uh, uh, graduated, uh, has a degree in high honors, AB degree, high honors in physics, in, in physics and math from San Diego State University after two years of graduate study in physics and electrical engineering at Stanford University. He joined the staff of SRI, and that is Stanford Research Institute in Menlo Park, California, where uh, he was for for the next 30 years as a senior research physicist. And uh, boy, the list of stuff that he can talk about kind of makes your head swim a little bit. I'm just going to have to read you a couple of these. Oral uh, aoral radar clutter, meteor trail communication, lunar radar reflections. That's just one thing there. Ionospheric physics and radio propagation studies. Ah, oh, yes, we know about that. Natural and artificial ionospheric effects, rocket launch and reentry trail phenomenology, uh, radar and communications effects from high altitude nuclear explosions. Okay, I'm I'm not going to go any farther. It, there's there's about uh, 14 more things here that uh, this man can talk about, but he also has uh, uh, an incredible relationship with with the Lord, and she's walking, and will love to love to talk about it. Um, and uh, so, please, would you would you give a, a warm welcome, if you can? We can't hear you, but we can know you're giving a, a great welcome to my friend, uh, who I haven't talked to in a long time, and will listen to now in in the next half hour. Our friend Lambert Dolphin. Lambert, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, The Catch. Thank you very much. Thank thank you very much, John. I remember so fondly uh, the time we were in the same church in the Jesus Movement days back in the 70s. Uh, Wonderful. So it's so good to be with you today. Uh, I went into science uh, uh, 
searching for the purpose and meaning of life. Uh, I went through psychoanalysis looking for my identity. Uh, I became disillusioned with with uh, physics uh, after at the age of thirty. At the age of thirty, I thought life was all over and it's all downhill from here. And uh, my Jewish girlfriend took me to a Baptist church where I heard about Jesus for the first time in my whole life. Uh, this was October 1962, and uh, I asked Jesus into my life back then. Turned uh, everything changed, and that launched me on a whole new pursuit. As, and I'm very lucky to have lived a little longer. Didn't die at 30, <laughs> and uh, got into the Bible and traveled all over the place. And to this very day, Jesus is my best friend. And, intimate companion and, and life is more exciting now that I'm 88 than it ever was before. Oh, wow. Lambert, you had a, you, you had a tough time, uh, a few years back. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, near death experience. <laughs> um, I injured my knee back about 10 years ago, uh, treasure hunting out in the desert. Uh, the doctor gave me a oxy, a codone oxycontin shot to kill the pain and that led to an addiction i kept getting arthritis and knee pain and the doctor upped the dose to 160 milligrams a day maximum of a drug that uh, at the time was considered safe but it's really like heroin and then i crashed uh, 2017 uh, to the hospital got pneumonia doctors gave up on me uh, and then a friend of mine got everybody that I knew in to pray for me, and I didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I did apparently. I, and I came home from the hospital. But what what the heroin addiction had done was to take my memory away. So I've had a couple of years now with Jesus healing my memory and giving mm. me a vitality and intimacy that I never had before. And it, it, the, the important thing is that. Jesus is running the whole universe, so we have to let him run our lives, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'm so glad you're still here with us. And, uh, and, and, and tell us a little bit how a little bit more about that. I mean, how has this experience affected uh, your relationship with the Lord? Well, when I came home from the hospital uh, with a caregiver and and, uh, and not able to climb stairs and do things. Uh, Jesus spoke to me very clearly in two ways. He said, Lambert, will you for now stay away from the dark side? I will explain that to you later. That was, uh, for now, don't don't follow UFOs and the Nephilim and the occult, and people are confused by that. Uh, Jesus will explain that all to us. That's first the first uh, directive. The second directive was, uh, will you walk with me intimately and trust me 24-7 from here on out? I thought, that's novel. I've never heard of such a thing. But it actually works. Mm. Uh, and mm. Jesus is very, very personal. <laughs> and so this is uh, exciting. Now, God's been giving me back my memory every day in great big chunks. Uh, wow. My physical health is good. Arthritis is gone. Uh, there are a lot of fake near-death experiences out there, and I'm one of the genuine ones, because I wow. I don't remember my time in heaven, but the people in the hospital found me talking about that all the whole time, so I don't remember that, but I don't no care. Truth. I'm going to go there anyway. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Wow. Um uh, it makes me uh it makes me a little jealous. <laughs> oh wonderful. Uh, good, good. Um Lambert, you've you know, you've got a career of uh doing so much work with uh scientific studies and research and and uh, gosh i don't even know what kind of questions to ask you i i i'm i'm a little bit bit challenged by by this conversation and i i my big question is uh, you know it was there ever a struggle between uh, your faith and and science, you know, I mean, the things you were the things you were finding out in science, uh, challenging your faith, or were they confirming it? Uh, I'd love to hear uh, you talk a little bit about oh, that. Sure, uh, I came to know Jesus at a little Baptist church in Los Altos, California, and the pastor was a very strong Bible believing Baptist, and I've dug into the New Testament. I found it worked well. Then one day at lunch, he said, why don't you read the Old Testament too? It's just as authoritative. And I never thought of such a thing because I thought the New Testament was authoritative, but we don't need the Old Testament. So I went back and started reading Genesis and I found it was mind blowing. It's the word of God just as much as the New Testament and uh, way better and more insightful than the best of scientific models. And the Genesis is not po- poetry. It's it's very accurate Hebrew. And you, so it's, you can take it very, very literal and dig down in the text and dig up all kinds of wonderful things. Wow. So you never, you never saw a, a conflict between... Uh, between oh, oh, yeah. There's a big spiritual war going on, and... Right. Science has dominated Western civilization since the dark ages, and God pulled us out of all the misery of the dark ages and the famine and the black plague and all that, and gave us great men of enlightenment like Newton and so on and Einstein. Uh, and so, but 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 science is limited pretty much to the physical, physical observable world, and I believe that the physical world we live in of four dimensions, space and time, is embedded in probably 20 invisible unseen dimensions. Uh, Chuck wow. Missler, my friend, taught that, and I believe that's correct. So so uh, science is limited to the study of that four-dimensional reality. And to know anything about the other dimensions, we have to count on God's revelation. And he has explained it to us, I think. When you talked a little while ago about Jesus telling you to stay away from the dark side, what talk about that? What what is what is the dark side to you? Uh, for example, I used to study uh, UFOs and extraterrestrial happenings, and I believe there's a great deal of valid data out there, and uh, it goes quickly into the realm of the demonic and the and the dark side, but so uh, I I loved learning all about uh, Area 51 and all that stuff and all the conspiracy theories and 
9-11. And uh, this is all apart from the occult. I took LSD back in 1962, so I know all about the uh, what happens when you get your mind blown by psychedelic drugs. Uh, hmm. But I, my, I, I've always had this curiosity about everything. <laughs> and I yeah. didn't grow up with any strong, I didn't have a good strong father to discipline me. So I just I, took in everything in the world, Hinduism and Buddhism and Christianity and Judaism and uh, without any discernment. Well, I'm trying to focus a little bit now in my old age. <laughs> well, it sounds like you really are uh, focusing on the Lord, and I understand you're doing some Bible teaching and counseling and uh, that kind of. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the the uh, most the best Bible study that I'm in is uh, the Wednesday Brothers of Thunder, uh, which grew up at PBC long years ago. We used to be the Palo Alto Think and Pray Group. And we are currently working our way through the prophet Isaiah, one chapter a week. And we're now co-ed. Anybody wants to can, can join us. There's only five or six of us right now. So that's probably the one of the high points of my week. On Thursday night, I have some families coming over from PBC without any masks on and kids as well as parents. And, and we went through Genesis and we're now in the gospel of Matthew just taking three or four chapters a week and it's, it's, uh, it's body life. And it's, a uh, it's, uh, there's an intimacy and a warmth about home meetings, as you know. Yes. Yes. And we miss that a lot. Um, yeah. I need to tell our listeners, um, when Lambert mentions PBC, he's talking about, uh, Peninsula Bible church in Palo Alto, California, and that's where uh, I got my start back in the early 70s as part of the Jesus movement. And that's yeah. also when I met when I met Lambert um, because he was a part of the church there. And uh, well, those were those were exciting days, weren't they? <laughs> oh, yes, they were. And they were not all good days for me because I I got in big trouble and actually came under church discipline and left PBC from 72 to 82, and, uh, but I didn't leave Jesus. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> what happened in the 70s is I took 13 trips to Egypt and got involved in all the archaeology of the pyramids. And, uh, so I had my excursion into the world like the people of Israel did into, huh. into Egypt, and that led to a whole bunch of archaeology and science in Israel and working with the people who want to build the next temple. And Well... This is probably boring to you, John. You know all about this. Stuff. No, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That, none of this is boring. I, um, in fact, I, I'd love to. We're, we're kind of we're, we're kind of moving around all over right now, but uh, that's okay because um, uh, we only have a half hour here, and I'm trying to get the most out of you that I can. <laughs> half an hour, so. Why did you tell hey, when I, John when I went when I went to Mexico some years ago and they work you to death down there in those churches they they said Lambert while you're here we're going to try to get all the juice out of the lemon. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Let's squeeze this lemon. Um, I, I what what is what is, what fascinates you about 
about uh, your studies in science? What are the more exciting things that you discovered? Um, uh, the universe is, is, we live in a very orderly universe. It's orderly at all levels, and the angels and, the, and nature, and the, the, we're in the middle of a of a huge range of uh, sizes from the macrocosmos out to the farthest galaxies, down to the, the miniature. Uh, I've always questioned whether the universe was really old, because Genesis suggests otherwise. And then uh, back about the time I met you, uh, Barry Centerfield came from Australia, came along, and he had a lot of data that showed the speed of light had slowed down. And I looked at these data, checked it out, and sure enough, the speed of light has dropped drastically since creation and uh, that's a whole subject in itself but uh, anybody wants to write to me i try to answer all my email (laughs) now wait a minute the speed of light has dropped uh no you're going to have to talk about that a little bit more what are the ramifications of that what does that mean the current speed of light is three times 10 to the 10th meters per second, 10 to the 8th meters per second, 186,000 miles per hour. Uh, but uh, the speed of light is related to how stretched out empty space is. It's related to uh, energy in the vacuum. The, uh, great amounts of power are poured into the universe continually from the vacuum, from the from another dimension. It's called the, the zero-point energy. And... Uh, at the, before the universe, before sin came into the universe, the speed of light was probably millions of times its present value. And uh, right now, the speed of light's hardly dropping at all, but the, there was a very precipitous drop uh, from creation to the time of the flood and so on. Uh, this is all carefully documented and even published scientific article. It doesn't sit very well with a lot of people whose jobs would be threatened if they brought all this up but it's it's good solid science wow um <clears throat> lambert what about um you know you've you you not only have been involved in science but when you mentioned about the dark side you kind of hinted to the fact that you've looked into i imagine paranormal uh, these kinds of things um and and that makes me begin to think about um uh, you know, conspiracy theories are so popular right now, and uh, everything's flying around. Now that we're in the internet, you can almost you can put anything down. What what advice would you give to us as believers as to how to handle this kind of thing? Uh, one of my biggest concerns is the biblical illiteracy of our day. Uh, when I was a boy, everybody had a Bible. They read the Bible. Uh, Bible studies were common. Churches taught and preached the Bible, not one verse at a time. And I think without anchoring uh, anchoring ourselves in the Word of God, we don't have any stability. We're, we're tossed to and fro, fro by every wind of doctrine. And uh, I, I, the other thing that people don't have today is an understanding of history. We're disconnected from real history, the rise and fall of nations and so on. But I would say if if people would just start a home Bible class, get out of, of the Bible and just share it together, it'll, it, it ought to make a huge difference. It does for me. Okay. 
Okay. Just get into the word and and, and stick with stick with that. And well, there is so much to distract us, isn't there? Uh, oh yeah. No, it, it it was normal when I was a young Christian. Normal for the whole Bible through two or three times a year. <laughs> I've never wow. heard of such a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what? Why do you think? Why do you think we've gotten away from it? Do you have any any well, idea? Yeah, the, the course of civilization is downhill. We're not improving, and that's all in the Bible. Uh, that's that's why Jesus has to come back and fix it. We haven't done a good job running the place without him, and he's on the way back now, I think. <laughs> radical change. It's going to be radical. Uh, um, <laughs> t- uh, talk some more about um, uh, some of your favorite scientific uh, facts that you've discovered or research you've done? Uh, I'm really interested in the fall of man and Adam and Eve, uh, God creating one man, Adam, Eve, with Eve inside and uh, putting Mm. all those genes, genes, a great big genome in Adam. And then Adam gets to name all the animals and he, comes home to talks to God. He says, Hey, I found some animals out there that come in male and female, and I don't find any creature around here that corresponds to me. And God said, okay, I'm going to put you to sleep, puts him to sleep and brings out this woman, Eve, who is bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh. And she she will call woman. She's taken out of man. And so there's this incredible mirroring, of male and female. Of course, we're all in a time of gender confusion right now, just terrible, mm-hmm. and breakdown mm-hmm. of families. And uh, I also love the Song of Solomon because it, it, there's so much healing, redemptive power there. And uh, so I see masculinity and femininity, and not only in people, but in the in the way that the universe has been built. And yeah. so that just makes it all about it's all about relationships. It's, Friendships and marriages and kids and holiness and stuff. Yeah, yeah. C.S. Lewis liked that. Talked a lot about that, didn't he? Uh, he oh, believed. I love C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Well, um, what I what I what I want to do because we've got about five more minutes. Um, I. I What's on your heart? What what's the what's really kind of burning in your your heart these days to tell people uh what do you want to get across in the last few uh, years? Last, sure. Last March we all got locked down with the coronavirus and the masking and and uh, every year we get flu virus. This was probably worse than usual. Uh but uh, it was a tremendous time of isolation. Uh, from one another and social distancing and masks. And, uh, it's been terrible loss of jobs and uh, hurt and pain and fear. And I think that's God's way of getting our attention. He, God wants our attention, whether we know him or not. Mm. And that's a pretty severe kind of judgment to come down on us. But I, mm. Jesus is also calling a bride out of the world for himself. There's going to be a, a wedding one of these days. And the, hmm. the bride is five figures, probably five billion people from all all cultures and all nations. 
So I, I look forward to the coming of Jesus to catch his bride out. Wow. Wow. Um, do you think there is some, at the same time, Lambert, there's, there's got to be some confusion about what it really, who Jesus is and what it really means to follow him when you've got uh, so many uh, Christians who, who don't really seem to be following Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, you know, yeah. Christianity and politics uh, hasn't been a very, very good mix, I don't think. Would you agree with that? <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think I think it's all, uh, we either love Jesus or we love something else. All the counterfeit loves that press in for our time and attention uh, cause us to be like prostitutes. We're, we're not the pure virgin bride that Jesus is looking for. We're, we're whoring around after foreign gods. That's pretty brutal. I'm sorry to be so brutal, but I think mm. that's kind of what I think. Ah. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and soul and your neighbor as yourself. Tall order. <laughs> you know, Lambert, it is a tall order, but, you know, it's also pretty, pretty simple. Isn't it? I mean, it's straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Old Sunday school song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you um, sang it once. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what excites you. the The main thing is getting getting ready, getting ready as the bride. Uh, talk about that a little bit. How do you, how do you think God is getting you ready, Lambert? Oh well, it's all it's all the people in my life uh, that that I can relate to, uh, be transparent with. Uh, uh, we're we're in a company together. We're, it's not isolated uh, sanctification. It's a it's a group of people. So small groups, body life like Ray Sedman taught us, uh, intimacy with Jesus. Uh, honesty and praying, being brutally honest with God about our hearts and our emotions and uh, our priorities and staying focused. Start the day with Jesus. Start the day in the Bible. Mm. And are you able to get in those groups uh, even with the with the uh, pandemic going on? Oh, yeah. As, as, as much as possible, I have people come over to my house and we we talk without any masks on. And then uh, the Zoom meetings are pretty pretty handy. On a Zoom yeah. meeting, everybody shares pretty equally, so you don't have any top-down authorities there. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, we're we're enjoying that too uh, in some of our uh, in some of our groups. Um, Good. So, yeah. Okay. So you're saying that the the community is important. Um, Jesus is important. The the basic family. family. Okay, all right. Well, uh, you know we got a any any last any last words you can leave us with, uh, Lambert. Um, John, it, it, it's such an honor and a privilege to connect up <laughs> with you again because because you're my brother and my friend and I think so highly of your work and your ministry. 
And mm. I, when we get to heaven, let's spend a couple of years stop catching up with each other on the nitty gritty and all that. Because uh, it's such a delight to be with you today. Yeah, uh, that's that's a deal. You got a deal. We have an appointment <laughs> in heaven. And uh, okay, and maybe I'll get around. Who knows where? I, and I, I told you about my son Chandler, who's fascinated about science and um, uh, physics and all that. And maybe, oh, yeah. maybe we'll get up there um, and while you're still among us and uh, have a chance to talk. Um, That'll be and, wonderful. Okay, because uh, yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I've been thinking about a, a trip up there to the Bay Area. So yeah, we'll, we'll look for that. That would be so great. Well, All thanks right. so much, John. Well, Lambert, thank you. Thanks for your thoughts and uh, and uh, thanks for just what you're continuing to do to reach out to people and and to uh, get yourself ready for uh, to be the bride. That's I love that. Thanks for being with us. Okay. Welcome. Okay. Take care, Lambert. Okay. God bless you. God bless you too. Well, folks, there you have it. Um, that that was that was wonderful. And uh, tell your friends, tell your friends about this show. Uh, have them get on with us, and who knows uh, what can happen. Um, we just talked to a very brilliant eighty-eight-year-old man who is in love with God uh, and knows more about the universe than you and I know, have in our little fingernails. 